So hey guys, welcome back to another episode of my podcast. Today I'm joined by Azur Siddiqui. He's the CEO and co-founder of Repstack. Repstack is evaluated at $25 million in just two years. So how's it going, Azur? It's going great, man. How are you? I'm pretty good. So I guess talk to the people. What do you do? What is Repstack? Um, so yeah, so I'm the CEO at Repstack uh, currently and Repstack is a... Um, Really, in layman's term, you can call it, we are a placement company for digital marketing agencies. And uh, we really focus on uh, some key roles and uh, a few key things uh, that we do on our side uh, that differentiates us from other placement agencies. Uh, for example, we only focus on uh, uh, working with digital marketing agencies, of course. And uh, we only place for certain key roles inside a digital marketing agency. And uh, how this came about was uh, because I run a digital marketing agency myself uh, in Calgary, Canada for the last 14 years. So this opportunity came from there. And uh, long story short that, uh, you know, the opportunity came in terms of uh, placing people inside digital marketing agencies because I've been an agency owner and uh, we had great access to some talent back home in Pakistan. That's where we're from. We have people from two countries right now, uh, Philippines and Pakistan, primarily Pakistan. Um, but uh, really our mission is uh, we provide growth oriented and passionate digital marketing agencies with future leaders who benchmark with the best workforces in the world. So my hoodie, my t-shirt says agency future leaders. And that's kind of what we do. We stay away from uh, uh, placements inside the fulfillment side of an agency because a digital marketing agency would usually have uh, two sides. Uh, they'd have the, you know, they'd have uh, the fulfillment side where they design the websites, they run the SEO campaigns. Um, and they'll do the marketing campaigns, graphic design, all of that cool stuff that a digital marketing agency does. And the other side is, you know, a lot more client focused, client facing, um, and the sales department, for example, the account managers, uh, and also some people are also responsible inside a digital marketing agency to do their own marketing. So, so we, we only focus on those roles. We stay away from, you know, like expert web developers and as expert SEO people and things like that. And that's kind of the reason behind our success, because, you know, we're really focused on a niche and uh, we're only focused on key roles inside that niche. We don't do everything, but what we do, we do exceptionally great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you mentioned you own, uh, you ran, you run a digital marketing agency. We'll get into that in a bit more detail uh, later on. I want to get into your background as well. But I guess for now, what's an average day like for you? So I'd like to know, like, what, what, what do you do? Like, what, what's your actual work? Like, what's your day like for you? So my day is, uh, it's very different than how it used to be in a digital marketing, in my digital marketing agency days, because in my agency days, it wasn't a very big agency, but, uh, I was mainly working with contractors. It was just me doing everything, sales and marketing and account management. Uh, but now we have uh, over 200 people inside this company. So, uh, and uh, so my day is very exciting. I usually get my schedule a day before uh, from my executive assistant. 
and it's usually packed with meeting. Um, I, I'm current and I'm usually traveling quite a bit. Uh, I've been traveling for the last two years since this company started because, you know, the company is based out of Pakistan. So I spent almost a year there and then we have uh, clients and uh, uh, conferences that we attend throughout in the U.S. So we get to travel a lot. Right now I'm in Athens, Greece, and uh, I've been working from here for the last two months. So my, if you talk about my current day, it started at around uh, quarter to four with my first meeting. And uh, I think uh, it's 7.30 right now. This is my third or fourth meeting. I lost track, but everything is on a schedule. It, just meeting pops up through my Slack and through my Google Calendar. And I just go up meeting after meeting. I usually do around six to seven hours of work. I usually do nonstop work. Um, I like to power through my work and, you know, just have an impact. And the best part is that, uh, you know, uh, it's all just meaning. So it's a lot of fun. It's uh, interacting with people, doing podcasts, doing webinars, uh, doing team meetings, uh, and so on and on. So, so that's how you, you know, when... Uh, I guess when the company gets going, then, you know, you start uh, uh, leading in a different manner where, you know, you really assign tasks and things like that. And you just follow up on uh, what happened with those tasks and things like that. So, yeah, that's kind of how I work these days. Yeah. So I guess so you said you mentioned that RepStack, this started from you. This opportunity came from you running a digital marketing agency. So I'd like to dive that into a bit deeper. Like I want to dive into that a bit deeper. Can you walk me through that? Like how exactly that you got started with RepStack? Um, yeah, so so I guess re really like I started my digital marketing agency in 2008 uh, while I was working full-time at Best Buy Canada. And uh, in 2011, I went full time with my agency, and you know, so it's been it still is operational in Calgary, Canada, and uh, you know, it's a small agency. Uh, it really never really took off to where I wanted it to, but you know, it took care of me because I've been working from home uh, way before it's uh, fashionable right now. But I was I've been working from home since 2011. And uh, really working for myself and all of that cool, good stuff. Um, and really making a very decent living for myself. Uh, so, you know, so continue, you know, it's been a 14 year grind on my digital marketing agency side because uh, there's lots of stuff that's involved on that side. And, you know, where I always struggled was that, uh, you know, I just couldn't get over a particular hump, right? So, uh, like, you know, if you talk about revenues, you know, like uh, the best year we'd had was probably around $300,000 a year. And, you know, which is okay for because I was the only single employee of that company. But uh, I wanted a bigger company and I wanted to really, really grow it. And, you know, the issue was that I was doing all these key things by myself. And, you know, so the things that I'm talking about are, uh, you know, I was, I would go and try to get some clients in through referrals or even do door to door marketing with my business cards in my hands and things like that. And once I had a client or, so, or two, then I do the sales. I'll try to close those deals. Once I close the deal, I become the account manager. And now I take care of that client, uh, through a website project or their marketing and stuff like that. So, you know, the 
you know, it's it's okay because I don't have to pay anyone. But the drawback is that, you know, when I move from the marketing phase to the sales phase, uh, the marketing is completely stopped. And then when I stop doing sales and I do an account managing uh, role, then uh, sales and marketing is completely overloaded. So, you know, it kind of put me in a vicious circle where I had to keep wearing different hats and the agency just got stuck in a particular rut. So, uh, so learning from this particular experience, I hired uh, for myself a uh, 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 sales associate, which uh, now thinking back wasn't the right hire uh, for my agency. I should have really hired a marketing associate. And then I also joined a coaching agency. So I think I really started investing in myself and learning uh, in around 2018, 2019, 2018, I'd say, uh, reading up books or, you know, I like to listen to books and uh, listening to lots of podcasts and things like that. So that's where the breakthrough started coming. And I finally invested in a coach, a digital marketing agency, coaching service, uh, you know, I hired a coach, uh, so that they can give us, uh, some sort of a breakthrough or bring me out of this, uh, uh, right that my agency was and that's where I started getting all the juices flowing because I saw that there's a better way of running a digital marketing agency it got me really excited because so many other agencies were doing similar things and being really really successful and one of the most important things that they talked about is focusing on a niche and um, you know at that around that point obviously I could have you know I really idea was to improve my own agency but an opportunity came where other digital marketing agency owners needed uh, human capital, right? Like they wanted people to come in and work with them. The, uh, the term virtual assistance was really popular. It still is VAs, I guess, uh, what we call them, right? So, um, so, you know, so an opportunity came where, you know, one of a colleague uh, said that I need this particular person. And I said, uh, that I can do it, even though I had no clue how, how I was going to do it. But I'll say I'll figure it out because I had one person working for me as a VA at that time. And I figured that, you know, I'll make it happen. I'll swing it. And, um, you know, so I raised my hand, not knowing how I'm going to deliver. But uh, long story short, that uh, we got that first person placed two years ago. That person is still placed with that client. Um, and the rest is history. So right now we're... Uh, over 200 people and uh, but it all started out with that one placement and me taking a chance on saying yes to an opportunity that that came along within the field that I had because I, I understand how digital marketing agencies work and staying true to this field we don't work with any other companies um, and so on so I guess that's how RepStack started mm -hmm. So this is so this is the solution that RepStack provides is that digital marketing uh, digital marketing agencies who have these gaps where they need um, uh, people to come in so you provide those people so this is something I wanted to dive deeper into like how so initially when you started how did you establish credibility for the people that you provide like how did you convince other agencies that like were the right people. Um. Yeah, it's a good question. I guess uh, initially when you're first starting out uh, in the agency world, especially or any business, uh, you know, the first thing, the most important thing is that you got to get to your first, you, you got to get, get a proof of concept, I guess, so to speak, or, you know, like you, you need a minimum viable product and you get a proof of concept. 
and uh, and that's what I did, right? So like I just told you that I raised my hand to an opportunity that came. Uh, a colleague of ours was one of the biggest digital marketing agencies out there in the U.S. right now. Uh, you know, he needed some help, and I raised my hand. I'm like, I'll take care of that. And then I figured out the rest of it, right? So credibility was that we were part of a same group. Had I not invested in my coaching services, uh, you know, that opportunity would not have come along. So, uh, so you know, so, so people knew me already uh, a little bit, but and they know that I have an agency and things like that. But beyond that, uh, initially, the first few clients that uh, most people are going to get when you don't have a proven track record is uh, going to be people that you know, people within your network. You know, we keep talking about networking and things like that. And I really didn't know what that was until this, uh, we started this uh, business. And, um, you know, so knowing people and then really, you know, like being a little bit proactive because initially you're going to have to go after client. Uh, you know, so really you want to set a target of getting to your first five clients. Uh, that should get you your proof of concept. But in the early stages, you're going to have to tap on your network and go from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess, uh, so walk me through a bit of the challenges that you faced as you, um, as you developed this business, like as you scaled this business. So now you mentioned you're over around like 200 people working at RepStack. Mm -hmm. So what were some of the challenges this time? Like, um, I guess you can split it in well, two parts. Like first, like in the initial phase and then like when scaling this business. Yeah, there's lots of challenges. Challenges are part of the game. How you overcome them kind of defines uh, your growth and what kind of company you're going to be building out. So, uh, yeah, throughout the, from day one, we had challenges. We, you know, we uh, didn't have any equipment. We didn't have any money. We really literally invested zero dollars in this business, uh, which is, you know, evaluated quite handsomely right now. And, uh, you know, we didn't have office spaces. We didn't know where these guys were going to work from. Uh, so there was lots of challenges, uh, you know, and early on, uh, we started providing our people with equipment like laptops and things like that. And then we find that, you know, when these guys leave, it's a huge hassle to collect back our equipment because, you know, most of our people were working from home early on. We also figured that, uh, uh you know, another challenge is that, you know, uh, in order to attract the best talent, 60% uh, of our workforce is females right now. And, uh, you know, because our people were expected to work nights, uh, our, you know, usually keep New York Times. Um, females, you know, because Pakistan is sort of a conservative society, you know, females are usually, you know, reluctant in going out to work from the, uh, at night times and things like that. So, you know, we're early on another challenge, you know, how do we get females to come and work with us? And uh, how we overcame that was by making RepStack uh, a true work from home company. So, you know, we don't have any central offices or anything like that. It's all 100% work from home. Um, so, you know, making that decision early on, making the decision that we are not going to invest in any type of hardware and things like that. We do support our people, but, uh, you know, it's um, in, on most of the site, uh, most uh, cases, it's... Uh, uh, bring your own equipment. Uh, that's, you know, we would give extra salaries and things like that. We just didn't want to bother with uh, uh, taking care of the equipment hassle. So, you know, we'd pay a little bit more 
to overcome that uh, hardware side uh, and avoid that. So, you know, so, so lots of challenges came early on. Uh, another challenge was that, you know, we were f- finding these people, we were doing some sort of vetting, but we, we were lucky enough uh, from day one to literally have a client waiting list from day one. So we just couldn't find these people fast enough. So, you know, like we'll find a person and we'll place him the next day with a client. And it turns out that this person wasn't who he said or she said they were. And, uh, you know, and it's a huge, huge hassle. So, you know, so, so, how, and this is when we started growing um, the, uh, this particular agency. So how we overcame that uh, with was uh, having an awesome in. Uh, hiring process. We have a full uh, HR department now. Uh, takes care of all our people. We have multiple levels of uh, vetting. We have like three levels of interviews that they do. Sometimes our interview processes and hiring processes can take between one and three months before these people join us now. So you know that's how we overcame. So this is during the growth phases. So you want to start implementing some of these things so that you know you can overcome some of these challenges that you were facing early on. Um, and then, you know, so then we started investing in our training programs. We have our, a program called RepStack Success Academy. So every person uh, who works with us comes inside, we hire them. Then they spend between one and three months in our RepStack Success Academy, where we monitor their work ethic, train them on the latest and greatest on digital marketing agency side. And then we place them with a the client. So, uh, before, at this point, before a client's, uh, uh, gets to meet one of our associates. They've been with us anywhere from two months uh, to up to four to six months uh, before they get to interview with a client. So, you know, we kind of eliminated those risks uh, that we were seeing early on. So, so yeah, so challenges keep coming up. Even to this day, there's challenges, but uh, that's what uh, we thrive on. And uh, that's how you make a company where, you know, you solve these problems as they come to you and you continue to grow hmm yeah so do you so do you guys um so you guys have um vas at like at hold like you don't wait for clients to come in and then like start your hiring process you already have those people no. there yeah we we usually have uh yeah we usually have 30 to 50 people inside our training academy at any given time and we hire them preemptively uh but the good side is that we usually have a waiting list of our clients we have any at any given time we have 15 to 30 clients waiting to hire from us. So, you know, we'd uh, qualify them and then they'd wait anywhere from uh, uh, two, sometimes three, sometimes four weeks, depending on uh, uh, the demand that we're having. So, you know, so it's kind of okay to kind of preemptively guess on how many people we're going to be needing for the next few months and things like that. So we hire these people, they start getting their salaries as they're in training, and then we start placing them as they graduate from RepStack Success Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another thing I wanted to ask, so you mentioned that in one challenge that you faced was when you place uh, someone with a client and they're not who they said they were, and you said that this was something that you guys overcame, like how do you manage that, like that relationship between the person you place and the client? Um, yeah, so like obviously we have a very strong hiring process uh, now and you know we vet everyone who comes inside the company and then we take them through the training. Uh, intentionally so that uh, you know we can make sure that they they are who they said they are before they go to the client so that challenge was overcome 
But when they do go and work for a client, uh, we have uh, a person called client success managers now. We call them our CSMs or client success managers. And they're the people who are responsible. So we have uh, uh, quite a few CSMs uh, who work inside. It's just like a digital marketing agency. This is a very system, similar systems. It's uh, account managers uh, who are inside a digital marketing agency. These are our account managers who take care of between 15 to 20 clients. And uh, each one of our clients would have around uh, close to 1.5, sometimes, uh, you know, on an average around 1.5 people. So some clients would have two, sometimes would have three and so on. So they'd be managing around 15 to 20 clients. They'll be managing around 20 to 25 associates on the other side. So one, uh, one account manager is taking care of between 40 to 50 people relationships. Some of them are clients, some of them are VAs, and they're kind of the go-to in between the clients and the VAs. And they kind of monitor everything, the performance and all of that good stuff uh, that has to be done on a day-to-day basis. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I guess we'll end off with this. So you mentioned that you worked uh, full-time at Best Buy also running your digital marketing agency that's been running now for 14 years and you've also mentioned that you multiple businesses you've gone into like coaching as well as a couple others so you're like a proper entrepreneur so i wanted to ask like what would your advice be for upcoming entrepreneurs or like current business owners um hmm, that's a good question i guess the biggest advice would be to uh you know uh Number one, have a big dream, have a big goal, a lofty goal, you know, like if you want to start a big company or a big enterprise or whatever that is, you know, make sure you have that lofty goal. Uh, But at the same time, uh, do not underestimate uh, the value of a good uh, eight hour shift. Even if you're working at uh, a gas station, wherever you are in your journey right now, you know, don't be like, you know, taking shortcuts on your current job and just thinking that, you know, hey, I'm not going to do my best here because I'm going to be an entrepreneur anyways, right? So you got to give 100% to where you committed, where who's paying your bills at this time and still have a nice and big goal, right? That's the only way to get to that. Uh, there's a company called Accenture. I think they may have changed their name now, but uh, they used to have this ad uh, uh uh, run uh, which had tiger woods on that ad and he was doing a like really nice drive and uh, you might be able to find this ad somewhere if you do some google search tiger wood and accenture ads and that ad said in a in a circle with tiger woods uh, drive that you know 50 percent of our effort is uh, uh, willingness to change and uh, the other 50 percent is relentless consistency so I think the willingness to change is really in my, um, you know, what I'm trying to explain is that, you know, you have that goal that you're going to open up a company or a digital marketing agency or whatever that is. You have that goal, uh, but you're also like extremely consistent at what you're doing right now, um, because uh, at the end of the day, your work ethic is going to get you through all the hard times and all of that stuff. And you're building your work ethic right now at the particular job or at the stage that you're at, even if you're a student. So, you know, so make sure you build out a strong work ethic, but also have a big, big uh, goal and vision. And um, that worked for me. So I'm hoping that it would work for other people as well. 
Yeah, so big goal, strong work ethic, consistency. So all amazing advice. Well, thank you so much, Azar, for joining me today. You are welcome, my man. Uh, good luck with the podcast and uh, good luck at your new job. I believe that unofficially you're the youngest Microsoft employee. So congratulations. Thank you for that. Yeah. And I hope you guys have enjoyed as well. Let me know in the comments below what you thought of this episode. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe and I'll see you in the next